We take a look at LA Kings goaltending, present, future, and past on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. At last check, our podcast downloads were up 11% from this time last month. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 1,000, excuse me, 2,140 subscribers. Uh, up 247 from this time last month, looking to get to 2,500 subscribers by the start of the new season. Thank you to all who have taken the time to like and subscribe or left a positive comment. It is much appreciated. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm host co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years we're in our second week of doing three shows a week during this slowdown period of the nhl offseason we'll be getting back to doing shows monday through friday in about a month but for now we're having shows on monday wednesday friday at least that's the plan Uh, i had intended to have a show for you this monday but uh, we had an internet outage in my area on monday so it's kind of important to have the internet if you're going to record and download a show Uh, so we have our show for you today Uh, Sorry for the inconvenience on that. As for today's show, we're going to look at a young goaltender the Kings are hoping will be a part of their future. We're also going to look back at a Kings legend who patrolled the nets for Los Angeles, but we're going to start with a new masked man for the Kings this season that will likely be an important member of the team. That would be Cam Talbot. Now, we did talk about Talbot a little bit when the Kings signed him, but let's get a little bit more in-depth on Cam Talbot. He is a Caledonia, Ontario native, born July 5th, 1987, went undrafted after three years in college, and he played for a very interesting college. We'll get into that in a minute. But his professional career started in the New York Rangers organization. He spent two years playing as backup to Henrik Lundqvist in New York before he moved on to play for the Edmonton Oilers and current LA Kings head coach Todd McClellan. He had career highs while playing for McClellan with 73 games played and 42 wins in the 2016-17 season. After four years with the Oilers, he ended up joining the Philadelphia Flyers for the end of the 2018-19 season. The next year, he signed with the Flames, spent one season in Calgary. Next two years were successful in Minnesota. And then last season, he was with the Ottawa Senators. The veteran goalie was signed by the Kings this offseason on a one-year deal worth $1 million. He could make an additional $1 million based on games played bonuses. He's 35 years old and should be competing with Phoenix Copley for the number one position in net this coming season. Now Talbot made 32 starts for the Senators last season. He had a 17-14-2 record, one shutout, 2.93 goals against average, and a 898 save percentage. That was in 36 appearances. Uh, The 6'4", 200-pound netminder, has a career record of 218 wins, 156 losses, 36 games decided in overtime or a shootout with 28 shutouts. He has a career 2.65 goal against average and a 914 save percentage. That's in 400 
and 32 career NHL appearances. He owns a 15 and 16 record with a 2.51 goals against average and a 921 save percentage in his postseason career. Now, his numbers last season were not great, but he was also not playing for a great team in the Ottawa Senators who did not make the playoffs last year. Uh, however, the season before that, he was having a solid year leading the Minnesota Wild into the playoffs. Matter of fact, he went 13-0-3 in his final 16 starts. However, going into the playoffs, and this is something that Phoenix Copley can relate to, uh, the Minnesota Wild felt like they needed a more proven goalie in net for a postseason run. So they went out and picked up future Hall of Famer Marc-Andre Fleury, who's on the downside of his career, but still a very good goalie. Uh, Fleury would end up playing all but one of the Wilds playoff games. Um, obviously, that did not sit very well with Cam Talbot, who felt like he had earned a chance to play more in the playoffs. He voiced his displeasure with Minnesota General Manager Bill Guerin, who then ended up trading Cam Talbot out of town and to Ottawa last season. Now, the season where he was the number one goalie for most of the year in Minnesota, that was in the 2021-22 season, he finished with a record of 32-12-4, 2.76 goals against average, and a 9-11 save percentage. Hopefully we'll see more of that Cam Talbot uh, this season with the LA Kings. He's got a new chance with a new team to show that once again, he can be a very solid NHL goalie. He's moving towards the end of his career for sure, but I still think Cam Talbot has some game left and I think he could be a big part of helping the Kings return to the playoffs. How about some fun facts about Cam Talbot? Uh, worked in a steel mill in Canada where his dad worked when he was in college. Uh, speaking of college, Cam Talbot played three seasons at a place that's not exactly a hockey hotbed, the University of Alabama Huntsville. Now, unfortunately, the UAH Chargers are no longer playing hockey. The program was discontinued in 2021 due to funding issues and a lack of conference membership. Talbot actually helped save his old program for a couple seasons with some fundraising efforts, but apparently it was just a temporary fix so uh, the University of Alabama Huntsville, uh, apparently not going to be playing hockey going forward, but Cam Talbot, a proud alum of uh, Alabama Huntsville, uh, certainly the most successful player ever to come out of that program. Uh, he's only one of two players to make it to the NHL from Alabama Huntsville. Now, multiple times, Cam Talbot has had a Ghostbusters-themed goalie mask. He had it in uh, New York, uh, had it in Philadelphia, had it in Calgary, um, but last year he changed things up in Ottawa. Uh, he had a Deadpool-inspired mask, which was appropriate at the time because the actor who plays Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, was hot and heavy to try and buy at least a portion of the Ottawa Centers. That ended up not happening. Uh, and uh, Cam Talbot also had a Stranger Things-inspired goalie mask as well. So clearly this is a guy who likes movies, he likes TV shows, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of goalie mask he comes up with as an L.A. King now that he's obviously in Hollywood. So some fun about Cam Talbot, but let's get serious about him for a minute as far as what the situation is with him and the L.A. Kings in net going into the season. Now, is the Kings goalie situation better right now than it was at this time a year ago? I think the answer is definitely yes. If you recall, going into last season, the Kings had the underachieving Cal Peterson and the once great, but in the twilight of his career, Jonathan Quick. The Kings now have two reliable veterans in Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley, and barring something very unforeseen, uh, they should be the tandem for the LA Kings all season long. Expect them to share the net with the hot goalie, probably getting the net 
as long as they're hot. Um, but both goalies should be motivated not only to get playing time and push each other, but Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley are both playing on one-year contracts. So they're also going to be motivated to get another NHL contract after this season, either in LA or somewhere else by obviously playing well. Now, is the Kings current goalie situation better than it was at the end of this season when they had Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo? There's evidence to suggest that it is. Now, this is assuming that Phoenix Copley can repeat the season that he had a year ago. And as I've mentioned many times, it wasn't like he set the world on fire with his goals against average or his save percentage. They were all pretty much in line with his career numbers. It was the win percentage that was so good because he was playing in front or behind uh, a much better team. So I expect Phoenix Copley can replicate the numbers that he had a year ago. As for Cam Talbot, his career numbers are better than Jonas Corposalo's. Uh, he has a better winning percentage in his career, better save percentage in his career, better goals against average in his career. Um, it, the situation for the Kings right now in net, is it perfect? Is it ideal? Is it optimal? Is it exactly what they would like? Probably not, but the Kings do have a solid defense. I think they've upgraded their roster with the addition of Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I think either Cam Talbot or Phoenix Copley is going to have a better team in front of them, certainly than they had a year ago, especially in the case for Cam Talbot. I think a combination of Talbot and Copley can get the job done for the LA Kings this season. Uh, up next, we'll talk about the Kings possible goalie of the future here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode of Locked in LA Kings is brought to you by AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. All right, uh, let's have a look at uh, one of the goalies of the future for the LA Kings, at least we hope so, uh, and that would be Eric Portillo. He is slated to be the number one goalie for the Ontario Reign this coming season. He's 22 years old, out of Goldenberg, Sweden, spent three years at one of the top U.S. college programs in the country. That was at the University of Michigan. In his last two seasons as a starter for the Wolverines, he backstopped the team to a pair of NCAA Frozen Four appearances. That's the national semifinals of college hockey and was one of the top college hockeys in all of the nation. Finished with a career record of 60-22-3 at Michigan, 2.49 goals against average and a 918 save percentage. That was in 87 starts. Also faced NHL-level talent almost on a daily basis with the Wolverines in practice because he had teammates that he was practicing against like the reigning rookie of the year in the NHL, Matty Berniers of the Kraken, the runner-up to rookie of the year, Owen Power, the Buffalo Sabres, Luke Hughes of the Devils, and this year's third overall pick in the NHL draft, Adam Fantilli of the Columbus Blue Jackets. All those guys were his teammates at the University of Michigan. There were some other good players as well. So he saw NHL-level competition, high-level NHL competition, again, 
on a daily basis in practice. Uh, he has great size, 6'6", 225 pounds, and still theoretically could be growing a little bit. Uh, he was originally drafted in the third round, 67th overall in 2019 by the Buffalo Sabres. However, because of the depth in the Sabres organization and because of his options, Portillo felt that he could have a better chance at making it to the NHL sooner rather than later with another organization. So he informed the Sabres that he was not going to sign them with them uh, after uh, he was drafted by them and, and fulfilled his college commitments because he would have been a free agent and could have signed with any team. The Sabres obviously didn't want to lose him for absolutely nothing, so they decided to trade his rights to the LA Kings this past year in exchange for a third-round pick in this year's draft. Portillo called the move at the time a business decision, which he would know about as a business major at the University of Michigan and their Ross School of Business. Uh, he said at the time of the trade, quote, it's obviously a business, and first of all, I am super thankful for everything that I went through with Buffalo and what they did for my development, but I think the opportunity in LA is going to be great. I'm really excited to hopefully start my pro career there and get going. It's obviously a good opportunity, and hopefully I get something started there, end quote. Well, that was before the Kings signed him to a two-year entry-level contract. He'll make $875,000 per season, and although the Kings uh, went out and acquired veteran goalie David Riddich as well to be a veteran backup in case of injury, Portillo should get the majority of starts in the AHL next season with Riddich serving as the backup and mentor. That being said, we also thought that was going to be the case with Phoenix Copley this year going into this past season, but we know things can sometimes change. But it looks like, again, barring anything unforeseen, that Eric Portillo is going to get the lion's share of starts in Ontario with the AHL to really show what he can do in his first season playing professional hockey. As I mentioned, he already has had some great experience at the collegiate level against some of the top young hockey talent in the country. Uh, both uh, in practice and in games. Uh, and while young goalies can typically take a little bit more time to develop, Portillo is already ahead of the game with the experience and accomplishments he's had at Michigan. Kings are hoping that he is the future of the net in LA. And who knows, with the Kings two goalies currently working on one-year deals, maybe the future is sooner rather than later for Los Angeles. But first things first, Eric Portillo needs to have a solid first professional season in Ontario. With the rain, if that happens, the Kings may have found their future in net for years to come. Certainly, we all hope that will be the case. As far as some Eric Portillo fun facts, uh, he already knows a few of the players in the Kings organization. He actually grew up in Sweden with Ontario rain forward Samuel Fagimel, uh, and he's considered to be one of Portillo's best friends. And Portillo also uh, worked out in the offseason in Sweden with LA King star forward, Kevin Fiala. Uh, growing up in Sweden, not surprisingly, his hero was Henrik Lundqvist, the former great goaltender for the New York Rangers, who also is from, from Sweden. Um, and it would be interesting if he gets the chance to talk to Cam Talbot, who was the backup for Henrik Lundqvist for a few years and obviously knows Lundqvist well. Uh, one other Portillo-related thing that I was thinking about is that the Kings do have a new goalie coach in Mike Buckley. Now, he's obviously going to be a resource for all the Kings goaltenders. And, you know, let's be honest, guys like Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley, David Riddich, they don't really need a lot of work with the goaltending coach. Certainly, he can help them out to tweak things, work on details, uh, make sure their fundamentals are sound, things like that. But I think the big work that Mike Buckley has is going to be with a guy like Eric Portillo. How is he going to help develop this young goalie into a professional? Uh, I think that's going to be 
something that we'll look back on and say Mike Buckley was definitely the right guy for the job when the Kings hired him this offseason, or maybe not. But I think, again, uh, his his big job is to see if, in fact, Eric Portillo is the Kings goalie of the future and help him develop into being the Kings goaltender of the future. So we've talked about the Kings goalie of the present, the Kings goalie of the possible future, but what about a legend from the past? We'll do that next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, check out Locked on LA Kings. Excuse me. Check out Locked on NHL. Old habits. Uh, to stay up to date on everything going around the league with debate and analysis on the biggest news in the NHL, we had, if you didn't hear, the retirement of Patrice Bergeron earlier today, the Boston Bruins legend. We also had the untimely passing of Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks. So even in this slowdown offseason period of the NHL, there's still news going on every day. And if you want to stay on top of it again, check out Locked on NHL on YouTube and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now, I said I don't think there is much question that Jonathan Quick is the greatest goalie in L.A. Kings history. Now, some older Kings fans might disagree. And if you do, I'd love to get an email from you on our feedback show coming up on Friday. Explain why. Uh, but if Quick isn't number one, um, there's no doubt who the other guests would be. I think he's clearly number two. Uh, but that would be the number 30 that is hanging in the rafters at Crypto.com Arena, belonging to a member of the Pro Hockey Hall of Fame. And that would be Rogantin Vachon, better known as Rogie, the first player in LA Kings history to have his jersey number retired. He was born in uh, Palomaro, Quebec, September 8th, 1945. Grew up on his family's dairy farm, just five foot seven. He would eventually achieve his dream of not only playing in the NHL, but growing up in Quebec, he was able to play for the storied Montreal Canadiens. And legend has it, that the first shot he stopped in the NHL was a breakaway from hockey icon Gordie Howe. Not a bad way to start your NHL career. Uh, Vachon would turn aside many more shots in his NHL career, helping the Canadians win three Stanley Cups. But his biggest influence came with the LA Kings on and off the ice. On the ice as a player, he was the first real Kings star. His 171 wins as a King is second all-time to Jonathan Quick. He would retire as the Kings' all-time leader in games played, wins, and shutouts, and finished his career with 353 wins, fifth in NHL history at the time he retired in 1982. He twice finished in the top three in voting for the league MVP while he was in Montreal. But again, his influence with the Kings would go far beyond his playing days. After he was a standout goalie for the Kings, he would become the Kings' goalie coach, he would become a Kings assistant coach. He would become a Kings interim head coach, and he would become the Kings general manager. He was running the team when they drafted Luke Robitaille. He was running the team when they traded for Wayne Gretzky from the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he is still a team ambassador, but uh, Rogi Vashon, uh, certainly a legend before my time. I was uh, a Gretzky era, uh, era fan. Kelly Rudy was the goalie of my youth. But uh, there's no doubt that Rogi Vachon was incredibly influential when it comes to the LA Kings as a player, as an executive, and again, just as an ambassador of the team, well-deserving of making into you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame, although it did take him a while to get in. But uh, great to know that he is now enshrined forever as a hockey legend in the Hockey Hall of Fame. 
uh, one of the all-time King greats, one of the most influential men in the history of the Los Angeles Kings organization, uh, Rogi Vashon. I think he still lives locally. I know that it's not uncommon to see him at Kings games on occasion and sometimes signing autographs and things like that. So if you ever get a chance to meet Rogi Vashon, I would highly encourage you to say hello. Uh, nice guy. Um, again, great ambassador to the organization. And again, a Kings all-time legend. Uh, we do have some Kings news to pass along as we close out today's show. Uh, the Kings did sign their first pick in the second round in this year's draft. That would be defenseman Jakob Dvorak. Remember, he's that six foot five, two hundred pound defenseman out of the Czech Republic. He gets a three year entry level deal worth nine hundred thousand dollars per season. Now, I haven't heard if he's going to play in Ontario with the rain next season or if they allow him to continue to develop in his home country in the Czech League. Um, he's never played in North America before, as far as being in any leagues or anything like that. Um, he was at the Kings development camp recently. Now he's only 18 years old, so maybe the Kings want to allow him to develop closer to home before uh, making his trek over to North, North America, or maybe they want to get him acclimated to the North American game sooner rather than later. And they can also certainly keep a close eye on him if he's playing here on Ontario with the rain. So we shall see. But again, uh, Jakob Dvorak is now under contract for the LA Kings for the next three seasons. Uh, speaking of goaltenders, it's been a goalie-heavy show. The Ontario Reign signed goalie Jacob Ingham. He gets a one-year deal. It's an AHL contract. Uh, he has been in the Kings organization since 2020. He's 23 years old, appeared in only six games for the Reign over parts of three seasons, uh, also played in 29 games for the Kings each, uh, ECHL affiliate, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Um, he played, he's 23 years old. I think I mentioned that, um, expected to be fully healthy, but he missed all of last season due to injury. But again, apparently healthy, ready to resume his pro career and, uh, depth in the organization. The guy that the Kings obviously know having had him in the organization for a while, but hopefully the injury issues are behind him and uh, he can be there and continue his pro career in the Kings organization in the ECHL. Uh, Kings rookies are going to be taking part in the rookie face-off tournament. We've mentioned this before. This is coming up next month in Las Vegas. You might remember last year, right around the time I started doing this show, they had that tournament in San Jose. Um, the games for the Kings already have been announced. They're going to play the Sharks rookies September 15th at 1 p.m., Coyotes rookies September 16th at 3.30 p.m., and then the Ducks rookies September 18th at 12.30 p.m., uh, we'll certainly remind you of this again as we get closer to the games in September. Um, we'll certainly have a preview of the event, and uh, hopefully uh, we will have recaps of each of the games as we did this past season because they were broadcast online. So looking forward to seeing some of the Kings rookies, including Brent Clark, taking part in that rookie face-off in Las Vegas coming up in the middle of next month. And finally, the Ontario Reign, the Kings AHL affiliate, have released their schedule for the upcoming season, the rain will open up the 2023-24 regular season October 13th at home against the San Diego Goals for a full schedule of the uh, games coming up for the rain this season. Check out OntarioRain.com. By the way, one other king note, I did see that the Kings uh, were at Dodger Stadium on Monday night for uh, Kings night uh, at the Dodger game, and uh, Drew Doughty was there to throw out the first pitch. Now, I'm sure it was not coincidentally the Dodgers were hosting the Toronto Blue Jays, which are apparently Drew's favorite baseball team, but he was decked out in the Dodger hat and the Dodger jersey. Uh, I saw his first pitch, a eh, little, little outside to the right. I don't think that one hit the strike zone, but at least he didn't bounce it. So uh, we'll give uh, we'll give Drew uh, some credit for a decent pitch, 
And uh, yeah, had some fun out there, I'm sure. I think Trevor Lewis was with them out there at uh, Kings Night at Dodger Stadium. Maybe you were out there as well. So for you everydayers, uh, right now, I guess you're every other dayers. But because of our issues on Monday, my schedule has been put into a little bit of a scramble. We are going to have three shows for you this week, uh, either um, tomorrow and Friday, which would be Wednesday, Friday, or maybe Thursday, Friday. But we are going to have three shows for you this week. I'm trying to figure out my schedule, uh, but uh, we will have two more shows for you coming up the rest of the week uh, as we go forward. Um, if you uh, want to send us an email for our Friday fan feedback show, if something I talked about today um, gives you an idea for something you want to discuss or something you want to ask, the email address, as always, is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can always leave your thoughts in the comments section below as well. And if you ever want to get updated on what's going on with the show, like, for example, why wasn't there a show on Monday? Well, I, I tweeted out, hey, having some issues with the internet, going to have to delay the show day, then you're in the know. You know what's going on. Uh, also tweeting out uh, always just King's notes and news involving King's players, things like that. So follow us on uh, Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. Also on Instagram as well, at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Hopefully uh, you didn't mind waiting one extra day for this week's show. Appreciate your patience. Thanks for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you either on Wednesday or Thursday. And as always, go Kings go.